You're listening to the Pat and Stu Podcast. Hi, this is Stu Bergeer. Like you, I've worked hard to build a bright financial future. At least I've tried to in a tough economy. So I've been looking for different ways to protect my assets. And the most exciting opportunity I've been able to find lately is the country of Belize. Belize is an English-speaking, democratic country that has favorable tax laws, a strong banking system, a stable economy, and a real estate market that has been growing for the last 25 years. And uh, you might want to also know that Belize is a tropical paradise. Belize offers a low cost of living and some of the most breathtaking scenery on Earth. It truly is one of the best-kept secrets in the world, and it's only an hour from the United States. Soon, my wife and I are going to be taking a trip down to Belize to check it out. I'm calling it research. I know it looks good on paper, but you know you got to see it for yourself, and you should too. Go to buybelize.com to find more information about this exciting opportunity. That's buybelize.com. Schedule a flight. Check it out. Buybelize.com. Studio in Dallas. This is Pat and Stu on the Blaze. Yes. Hello. And welcome. Triple eight seven two seven back. I'm on delay, Stu, so if you want to. Go ahead and take it for a minute. Uh, sure. Uh, you know, we've mm-hmm. been talking about Wiener all day and his and his fantastic Wienerness, uh, which is, of course, just absolutely horrific. Oh, yeah. uh, and that's what he does. He's horrible. Uh, but let's uh, maybe we should start a little bit from the beginning here and mm-hmm. uh, let's see what we actually maybe play the uh, video of what we witnessed yesterday. In case you did miss the actual press conference and have just been hearing us blab about it all day, witness a little bit of it. For yourself, uh, here is uh, you know a sizable chunk of Wiener being Wiener yesterday. I have said that other texts and photos were likely to come out, and today they have. As I've said in the past, these things that I did were wrong and hurtful to my wife and caused us to go through many challenges in our marriage that extended past my resignation from Congress. While some of the things that have been posted today are true and some are not, there is no question that what I did was wrong. This behavior is behind me. I've apologized to my wife, Huma, and I'm grateful that she has worked through these issues with me and that I've had her forgiveness. I want to again say how very sorry I am to anyone who has received the receiving end of these messages and the disruption that this has caused. And my wife, as I have said, my wife and I, as I've said, are moving forward together. Um, to some degree, with 49 days left until primary day, um, perhaps I'm surprised that more things didn't come out sooner. Uh, I'm responsible for this behavior that led us to be in this place, um, but in many ways things are not that much different than they were yesterday. This behavior that I did was problematic, to say the least, destructive, to say the most, caused many uh, stresses and strains and my marriage, but I'm pleased and blessed that she has given me a second chance. For the past several months, I've been asking New Yorkers to also give me another chance to show them that I had a vision for the middle class and those struggling to make it and that I wanted to move forward. 
Mm. I'll be glad to take one or two questions. Number five. When did your wife find out that there were messages after the resignation? Uh, she knew all all along um, this process. As I was more and more honest with her, um, I told her more. everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she, we. This is something we knew um, going into the decision about whether I would run. Is, that now, is this over? Are you, are you in touch with any women right now? No, this, this is, that this, isn't this is entirely behind me. It was when we decided to, when Can I decided we, to get in and we had this we put it on pause for half a sec here? Why, if you um, because we haven't discussed the most interesting aspect of this press conference, and that's the guy in the cubicle. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is he doing? What is that? The guy he just keeps popping up in the. I guess he's photobombing the press conference. It's and he was doing it on purpose. This was a journalist doing this. It's kind of weird. Yeah, we right? have we have some uh, clips of this guy uh, in the next uh, break, which is oh, we do. I guess okay. he's, he's turning into like the viral thing of this. I mean, other separate from the viruses that Anthony Weiner is spreading to twenty-two year old women. But I'm saying <laughs> yes. he's the viral thing of this press conference. I guess so. We'll have yeah. some more on him, including an interview with him. Apparently, that's how fast things happen now. Some guy in a cubicle at a press conference the next day has already been interviewed by several media sources. Uh, that's how fast we move today. Crazy. Um, yeah, here's a little bit more of the press conference from uh, yesterday. People were pressing me for is there more out there, and I said yes. So I, I said that I said that there was, and so so to some degree, this was something that we had in front of us, as Huma just acknowledged that we that we knew might come up, and we decided that look, this was something that we had worked through together, something had put behind us, and something we wanted to uh, to keep behind us. But as I've Said it's in our rearview mirror, but it's not far. We still work every day at our. What about how many calls? Yes, sir. New pictures or old pictures? When you said that there was more out there, you didn't say there was more out there from the point after you resigned in June of 2011. How do you explain that? In his latest assertion, the latest chat was as recent as August of last year, 14 months after you resigned. Yeah, I mean, this is this. I said there were more things out there. There were, this is, you have as a fixed time the resignation as the important moment in the public discussion. That was when the public got a glimpse into something that we had been working on before, during, and since. And this behavior of mine was part of that. And when we... Part of that. We went through this process part and we became that. closer and worked through, through some of these challenges. Part of that. This we put it behind us, and I put it behind me. And frankly, we're in a lot better place today, or else I, I would not have run for mayor. Your mouth is full. What do you say to people who want you to drop out? I can't say exactly. Uh, sometime last summer, I think. Was it after you pulled People Magazine quote, or your wife pulled People Magazine? Because it's a lot of work to get where we are today, and trying to be the best husband. Yes. Yes. There are mounting calls for you to drop out of the race. What do you say to those people who want you to drop out of the race? I'm sure many of my opponents would like me to drop out of the race. Yes, yes, sir. Not, when was the, the definitive moment here for you? Uh, you said some things were true online, some things weren't true. Can you tell us what was not true? No, I think I've said That's in my statement, one of the things I'm not going to do, and I said it to your newspaper, is I'm not going to get into a back and forth with people who are releasing things, whether they be true or not. People have a right to say whatever they want, and I brought that upon myself. Um, 
I am, I'm prepared not to dispute anything that is out there, but suffice it to say that people are out there saying things that that are that I, I that are 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 not true. But what that's not the, the but that's not the point. That's not the point. I accept the responsibility for having these conversations with these people who I never met, with exchanging inappropriate things in never the context of, of our marriage, and that was a mistake and I bear responsibility for that. That is behind me and we're trying to move forward. And we are recognized it's not going to be easy. We knew at the moment we got into this race that it wasn't going to be easy, but I believe this is an important thing to be doing. Thank you all very much. Why should we trust your judgment? <laughs> yeah. How can we trust your judgment? Yeah, how can we, Got to go. Got to go, though. Yeah, got to so run. Like I, we'll talk to you later. A couple interesting things in there that I didn't uh, pick up the first time. Now, first of all, people, they actually did ask him that question. I was hoping they'd ask him, which yeah. was... Uh, uh, it was the um, uh, the the one not about the the timing of it, uh, but oh, um, some things are true and some things are not true. What which things were not true? And he gave the exact answer that I said he of would. Of course, give, he would. Which is yeah, I'm not going to get into that because I don't have any. Of course, someone online I'm sure is saying something untrue about Anthony Weiner, so he'd always have to easy out on that one. Um, I liked. Uh, he was going through all these sex chats. All this stuff was going on was part of that process. So there is something more that he's indicating happened there. Uh, the chats were only part of their marital. Trouble. This, this, uh, interesting. This part, this process, or this what he said something that made it just specifically the chats. Yeah. So the the chats were just part of this process. Which I thought is interesting because there's something else going on. Whether it's him, maybe it's something with his wife. We don't know. I mean, it's something else happened here. And he also uh, reiterated again these women I had chats with that I never met. Yes, he did. Uh, right. Which is so he is still claiming that he never hooked up with any of these women. Which, How long does it take before we find out he hooked up in real life? That he had a physical relationship. Man, I. It's, it's just, got to happen. I mean, I can't believe. That it was only online. I can't believe it. Not with the conversations they had. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. If, seems If really you've read unlikely. the conversation, it's like, wow, uh, that's really. <laughs> and then she must have seen that or been told about it. And she, uh, I mean, for her, it's got to be painful. I mean, really awfully painful. Well, part because, of the fun and part of the selling it to the wife would be that he did never meet them and he did never hook up. It was all just online play. Even so, the the I mean the deception and the uh the betrayal is profound well, to me. That's yeah. believing that online play is betrayal. Yes, I mean, yes I, that is what he would be part really of. This. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> maybe and I don't know, maybe maybe we're all calling ourselves out as old and outdated. I, I it's not impossible. I mean, I to me, you know, not growing up in a period in which I dated and the internet was particularly popular. Uh so I you know like it's I never went through that period where hooking up and dating happened on the internet. Uh, you know, like I'm you know, that's just and I know obviously Jeffy who's, you know, what 314 years old didn't either uh and nor did pat so i mean maybe there maybe this happens i don't know maybe people are doing this stuff and not actually meeting up it's hard for me to believe that someone like and i'm sure surely that ha does happen sure. uh, it's hard for me to believe somebody like anthony weiner with all the power and and you know obviously financially he's well off and the ability to be traveling all the time and 
is somebody with his resource level. It, it makes it very like if you're just some guy in uh, Idaho and you're online chatting with someone uh, who lives in you know Miami. Yeah, you're probably not meeting up with him. And I right. believe that it, with a guy like Anthony Weiner, it seems very difficult to believe. Well, yeah, they were talking about this love nest in Chicago. He she had the address of it. Yeah, she she had the address. So Uma's got to know about that. And, you know, maybe they've been there together. Who knows? She does now. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> but but maybe maybe he and Uma have been to that Chicago place, and now he's talking about bringing some other woman there. Mm-hmm. I, the whole thing is just so uh, horrific. I I don't know how a woman would deal with that. I don't know how a man would if it was reversed. I I couldn't deal with that. It would be that would definitely be over. Yeah, uh, you know, you don't know how you a know. woman uh, dealt with it. Oma's uh, part of that inner circle, though. She's part of that D.C. game, yeah. too. I mean, you guys just got done talking not long ago about being in D.C. and seeing all the, the beautiful women walking around D.C. that are the interns and working for law firms and working for our senators and congressmen. That yeah. You can't tell me that Uma is not part of that, doesn't see that, and Anthony was right in there with inside of all of that just a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. Yes. Saw it again yesterday, too. I mean, we, it was, we were driving through D.C., and it was about, I don't know, you know, it was just after 5, and everybody's walking home and getting on the buses and getting in their cars, and it looked like a parade of women just leaving a Victoria's Secrets fashion show. <laughs> I got to move to D.C. <laughs> it was amazing. It's amazing. I, I mean, attractive women work at the Capitol. There's just no doubt about it, and a lot of them. So... You've got those temptations. You've got the power center there. You've got these guys who are all full of themselves. You talk, you're, you're talking about a recipe for disaster. Yeah. You know, we, there's a, that book uh, just came out. Um, uh, I think it was, is it Mark Leibowitz wrote it? And it was kind of the behind the scenes of the election. And it had a lot of, you know, internal details of Washington. Can you look for that? Yeah, it just came out. And But the, specifically, what they said about Anthony Weiner in there. Uh, I remember pretty specifically them t- citing his behavior uh, behind closed doors, and it was you know very consistent with what you would think Anthony Weiner does. Right. So we, should, we should dig that up because it came out maybe a month or two ago. But this was when you know people thought you know Anthony Weiner was at least claiming he had kicked this once. You know the the uh, the event. I love the way he describes it in the press conference too. He's like. Look, I understand that the um, press conference where I was humiliated and had to leave Congress was the event that sticks out in your mind publicly as part of this debate. But that's not with us. You know, like, really, that that's the part that you think might stick out to us publicly. Not, that had no impact on you resigning your congressional seat. And obviously it really didn't. He continued to be the exact same a-hole he was before then uh, going forward for at least, as the reporter pointed out, 14 months. Now, 14 months was August. We believe uh, that it went further than that. Again, he lied about the timing. I'm not exactly sure. I think it was last summer. Well, we know it was at the very minimum last summer. We know it was at least to August, but uh, it had to go further than that. And we think all the way at least to December. And he announced his run in May, I believe, announced it officially. And he had done a, a bunch of uh, uh, you know press groveling. Uh, leading up to that so it really had begun before that and i will say i was asking on the air where the democrats you get give some credit to one at least uh rachel maddow apparently tore into him uh pretty hardcore last night um saying there's no way you can trust this guy he's been lying to our faces 
uh, all this time, and there's no way you can trust him. Well, it was her show that uh, he, what was the uh, mm-hmm. special, uh, <laughs> I wish that was me, wasn't yeah, it? that was Rachel yeah. And very, very interesting you point that out, because I think, Pat, it's the same thing you talked about with Joe Scarborough today. Yeah. Uh, she's very upset at Anthony Weiner because Anthony Weiner lied to her personally. Yeah. He treated her like he treats all those dumb Republicans and those idiotic Americans. <laughs> He treated her, Rachel Maddow, as if she was this common street trash you can lie to about health care policy. She's Rachel Maddow. She said part of the way he lied the second round of times is that he's doing this sort of redemption tour in the press where he's talking about what a changed man he is and how he's totally focused on his family. And he's making all these apologies while still continuing continuing that behavior. So the press was really used used by Anthony in order to uh, convey their second round of lying. And uh, and uh, she also specifically cited. Uh, let's see if I can find the part where she specifically cited. Uh, I can't find it. She did say though. Uh, she she lied over and over. He lied over and over to the press, including to me personally. Me. She yeah. said to me personally, and that's. I mean that that's what a lot of this is about. But I will give her at least credit for at least saying this shouldn't happen. You should not put this guy in office. I think it's blatantly obvious any self-respecting Democrat would never vote for this moron. He's just a bad guy. It's clear. But watch him. Watch yeah. him vote for this guy. Yep. Watch him elect him the next mayor of New York City. And my trusted sidekick, Alejandro Sleek. <laughs> Plus, Mr. Fatso. <laughs> I really prefer Mucho Grande. Mucho Grande. Is, I like that. That's good. <laughs> Someone Not Mocha Grande. Mucho Grande. Oh, man, there's somebody. El Grande. Somebody wrote in one earlier today that was very sorry. It was like, Lardo Libre. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, pretty good. Nice. <laughs> very good. I like that, too. Yeah. I like that. El Lardo right. Libre. Lardo Libre. Now, we've got some, uh, I guess we have some information coming out from BuzzFeed on how they found the sexting chick, right? Do And yeah. then... Pretty interesting. Our name is, uh, well, uh, she is a, a progressive activist from Indiana in her early 20s. She identifies herself. I'm getting a big feedback for you. I don't know if it's your uh, headphones or whatever, Pat, but something's coming back to me. Uh, Still? Who, uh, no, it's better now. Uh, who identifies herself online as Sydney Leathers. Sydney Leathers. That's almost she's, as good as uh, she's Carl She's fairly, fairly nice looking. Yeah, she's, she's actually pretty, seems pretty Seemingly hot. hot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, the difference between Weiner and Clinton is that he seems to do pretty, pretty well with the ladies, uh, as far as their appearance goes. Um, uh, and also her name was Sydney Elaine XO online. Uh, she's the woman, uh, whose online profile was leaked. Uh, thedirty.com reported yesterday that Weiner used an anonymous handle, of course, Carlos Danger. CarlosDanger.com owned by the BS of A with Brian Sack here on this particular network. 
um, exchanged photos and uh, online sex uh, messages with a 22-year-old. Uh, Wiener promised her a job uh, and a condo, said the site. The sex released yesterday yeah. uh, showed that his online relationship with other, this woman began a week before the People magazine mea culpa that was supposed to kick off his, you know, uh, redemption tour. Uh, interesting, uh, I think, is that you have BuzzFeed who is able to track down who this woman is with no information outside of blurred pictures. Uh, we, I mean, and you can see these right next to each other. This is, I mean, you can tell it's obviously the same photo, although it's blurred. Yeah. Uh, that fast, though. That fast. Pretty amazing. Impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did, did they say how? I don't think they have actually said how they did it. Uh, but it went really fast. I mean, and this is probably why there aren't more people coming out and saying this because they, you know, it's one thing if you want to take down a guy who you hate, which is essentially what this is. She's she's a uh, a woman scorned, and she wants to make sure that people know that Anthony Weiner is evil, um, and that's why she's doing this. But she didn't want to ruin that's a her new life thing. with it. Yeah, but that's a new thing. She she thought he he was an amazing man. She believed in his politics. She said. She said when this when the other sexting scandal, the initial one was going on, hey, he can send out as many dick pics as he wants uh, every single day the rest of his life as long as he continues to legislate the way he does. So what changed? Well, what changed is she changed? became a woman scorned, right? I mean, right. I she guess, went through a relationship. Yeah, she thought they were in love. She thought she was getting a job at Politico. She thought she was getting a nice uh, sex uh, uh, condo in, uh, in, in Chicago. And when she got none of those things and he backed off and, and did something to her that she didn't like, uh, he, you know, she's now angry about it. And, it, and, you know, you could argue to her credit, maybe she's saying this guy cannot lead to the, you know, come on, he cannot be the mayor of United's, uh, of, uh, our United States largest she, city. Don't buy, she feels that way, but whatever. But, but I don't think it's you because know? of policy. I think it's because, you know, she might realize he's, you know, a liar, a liar and, and, and feels it personally. My guess is though, she's a 22 year old girl. Who's pissed off at this guy because she thought she was going to hook up with him and, and they were going to be together forever. And now they're not. So she's just pissed. And she thought she could leak this information without her being identified uh, and, it, you know, swarming her life. And that took about three hours until until everyone knew who she was. And it was everywhere. I mean, <laughs> right. I will man. tell her one thing. Never will she be together with Rick. Ricardo Mysterio. <laughs> At least not forever. She may have a fleeting moment with Ricardo Mysterio, but it shall be only fleeting, and Ricardo shall leave her wanting for more. I, I guarantee you that. They always want more. Is it true that when, you know, because Ricardo uh, mm-hmm. Mysterio doesn't always drink beer, but when he does, <laughs> when he does I'm pretty sure he prefers Dosakis. Dos yeah, okay. I thought that could be that guy's name. Oh, yeah. Ricardo Mysterio. He doesn't, he's only the most interesting man in the world, right? He doesn't actually have a name, does he? Uh, no, he does not. I no, think this is good, Ricardo Mysterio. I think I like it. Perfect name for him. Yeah. 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 Yep. And look at, by the way, you see the uh, selfie uh, of, uh, if we could show the selfie of a uh, hot girl here. This is the thing, man. I, You know, Geraldo's yeah. doing it. Oh, everybody's uh, selfie. You know, Wiener did some. And by the way, the old Wiener pics where he was showing his Wiener in the Wiener pics from 2011, some of those taken at the congressional gym. Uh, <laughs> and, but they were the same thing. Take a picture of myself in the mirror. Yeah, I mean, we heard from, uh, uh, what's his face, uh, from Pennsylvania, Arlen Specter. 
in his book, didn't he talk about all the sex and everything that was going on there <laughs> in the gyms? He, no, I think he, Pat he may have lusting. embellished his... I think, yeah, I think you may I be con- know. Yeah, you confusing may be, yeah. bit with reality. But, I um, don't know. <laughs> I don't think I've gone as far as uh, the bees with Ken Burns, but it's possible. Yeah. I'll- all Ireland talked about <laughs> was Ted Kennedy's walrus-like <laughs> naked body getting into the hot tub together. And then, of course, we made love for hours. <laughs> Sweet, tender love for hours. <laughs> uh, on Twitter, at Pat and Stu, we have breaking news from England. The royal baby has been named Prince Ricardo Carlos Mysterio Danger. <laughs> So, <laughs> very solid. Nice choice. Mm-hmm. Nice choice. Mm-hmm. So what are they going to call him? Prince Rico for short? Not Prince Rico. Prince Rico. Prince Mysterio. So do we have the we have the timeline, don't we, of the way this thing kind of unfolded? Yeah, let's go back May 27th, 2011. Uh, Anthony Weiner sends his waist down photo to a 21-year-old female. Uh, the Of course, you know, he says that his account has been hacked mm-hmm. uh-huh. then june 1st 2011 photos of a shirtless wiener surface purportedly from a second woman then up to june 6 only five days later wiener finally acknowledges his exchanges with six women before and after getting married uh, wiener then on june 9th insists he will not resign despite rapidly eroding support from fellow democrats uh, next okay. day, June 10th, police in Delaware say they've interviewed a 17-year-old girl. And I've never, never, heard, never heard the uh, resolution 17. of this one. Yeah, this is where I'm getting the, uh, the blimpy sandwich artist rants today. But a uh, 17-year-old girl about online contact she said she had with Wiener. On June 11th, uh, Wiener requests a leave of absence from Congress. On June 12th, the next day, Wiener, with a towel around his waist, emerges. Ugh. Uh, June 16th, Wiener finally resigns from Congress. So, that, so you go from, uh, it was May 27th to June 16th. He hung out, he, I was going to say he hung out for a little while, but that's probably not the right way to state that. Uh, then, uh, just a couple of years later, May 22nd, 2013, Wiener enters the New York City mayoral, mayoral race, uh, says more explicit images and people may emerge. And then July 23rd, 2013, Wiener finally admits uh, sending additional explicit photos after the scandal. And text to a woman he met online. Now, the interesting thing, so May 22nd, you have the, uh, the uh, in between uh, a couple of our uh, images there, you have the People interview, which was, I think, June 2012. We, we know at that time he was still sexting this, uh, this girl uh, while that interview was going on. So he, he did it before he was married. He did it after he was married. He did it when he was accused. He did it. Uh, all the way up to the point in which he was accused, he resigned from Congress. He continued to do it throughout that period. He did it all the way past an entire 14 months after he was thrown out of Congress. Then he did a People magazine interview saying everything was better. He was still doing it then. He did it for a minimum of two months after that, uh, believe up to another five months after that, sometime between December 2012 and May uh, 2013, he continued this press tour, which he was saying everything was great. And did they, remember they did that big New York interview, yeah. New Yorker interview. It was either New York Magazine or The New Yorker. And I remember it specifically because his brother called him a douche in it. Remember this? Uh, his brother in the interview uh, with Anthony Weiner, the big story about Anthony Weiner, and it was one of his big comeback interviews was, look, I know my brother has been a complete douche 
many, many times, but if things are different now, well, what can we get the date on that, please? Mm-hmm. Let's get the date on that interview. That's an important one because that that was probably his most mm-hmm. explicit coming out party for this mayoral race. Uh, and his brother calling him a douche then as if it was in the past. Uh, no, that was in the past. I don't think it was in the past at all. And then, no way was it. No, no way. I don't think there's any way that it was. And then, you know, and here we are, you know, like he, if he was serious about this change, you yeah. come out and you say, yeah. look, after uh, this is a story we never told you. And you do it in one of these New York interviews or something. After, you know, I got out of Congress, we fought brutally. I thought the whole thing was over. I just continued doing what I was doing. I, you know, I went out and I was sexting girls all over America. I mean, girls that basically, you know, they, I, I would console them if they got, after they got caught by the junior varsity field hockey team. And, you know, it went, went into sexting. It was very bad. And finally, on this date, I came to a conclusion. I stopped doing it on this date. I will never do it again. We went to therapy, intensive therapy. I don't think there's enough time to turn it around, but you have to be really freaking specific. And if you would have everything. Yeah. If you would have started that at the beginning of the mayoral campaign and you would have said, look, uh, after I resigned from Congress, I had a relapse and uh, and it's I regret my actions. My wife and I have talked about it. We went through therapy. There is more. And it's it's you know, there was some serious text sexting going on that will probably come out. If it doesn't, great, but it's out there. And then you move forward. Okay, now we know. We know what we're up against. We know you've made amends, apparently, with your wife. This whole thing is only happening because he got caught. Yeah. The The only reason we know about it is because he got caught. He knew he was going to get caught. He tried to launch a preemptive strike, sort of, but he didn't really. And and the guy hasn't changed one. I, I don't care how much therapy he's had. He could be sexting some 14-year-old right now. It wouldn't surprise me a bit. Not at all. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if while she was reading her statement, he looked down at his phone and was sending a sext. <laughs> no, that would not be surprised at all. <laughs> you see me now? Or he's getting an upskirt of some reporter in the room. <laughs> It's good to see you, Pat. Oh, it is uh, en fuego. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Shake Shack, is that, uh, is that happening? Neither thinking today or tomorrow or today and tomorrow or every day for the rest of my life, perhaps. Mm-hmm. One of the three. You know? Yeah. So you are actually flying here for one show tomorrow and then we're and then flying right back. Two big shows, or- Pat. Uh, the Glenn Beck Program and Pat and Stu. Uh, both shows I will be attending tomorrow in New York City. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you're doing. Yeah. No, I'm up just yes. for the day. Uh, yeah. I, I Let's see. I land tonight at 8 and I leave tomorrow at 5. So less than uh, 24 must, hours. We must be on the same flight. Why oh. are you bothering with coming up here instead of just well, doing it like this tomorrow? Uh, well, I do think that there is a, uh, um, a, uh, a situation mm-hmm. in which we should do as many shows as possible together. Uh, as right. a team. Uh, okay. It, uh, uh-huh. Also, uh, there's mm-hmm. the possibility occasionally um, 
Mr. Glenn Beck will blurt out something that will ruin his career, and I like to I try see, to be there right. to catch those moments. That's uh, a good point. In, in first person. Uh, <laughs> Pretty but, good point. You yeah. know, I mean, of course, uh, there's always business to do up in New York anyway, so I have meetings and stuff scheduled as well. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's it, and honestly, mm-hmm. like, to fly up for one day, it's uh, it's nice. Go up, see everybody for a day, and then back to good old Texas. So I'm very happy to do that. You know, the day I, I want to do that. Believe that. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I want to come true. up for one day and be a New York voter in November. <laughs> yes. And vote for anyone but Wiener. So there, there should be a, uh, there should be some kind of movement now that where you, where you have on license plates and you got bumper stickers and it just says anyone but Wiener. I mean, I, I don't care if it's the openly first lesbian mayor of New York City from the city council or, Wow, one of the other left-wing idiots that's running for office that here. That actually could be her uh, her campaign slogan, just say no to Wiener. <laughs> I actually love that. I love it. Oh, that is a classic. I love that. Jeffy that's moment. great. That's great, Jeffy. That is great. That's a good, it does encompass much of her platform. Yes, it does. Uh, and uh, would work, yes, I would say. Would. It would just, work. Just say no to Wiener. <laughs> just... So stupid, but and that one we give you for free. Yeah, you're welcome. I I forget what her name is, Christine. Whatever your name is, something Quinn. Yeah, Uh, yeah, Ms. Quinn. Ms. You're you're welcome. You're welcome. I will say, you know what? In all seriousness, I mean, I'm sure she would be also a terrible mayor. (laughs) Oh, she would. Don't get me wrong. She would. But I cannot believe she is as vindictive and evil. As Anthony Weiner is, it's I just it's impossible for me to believe that she could be that way. I would if I had the if well, I, there was that if I was voting in the Democratic primary somehow, I absolutely would vote for her or anyone else in that entire group over Anthony Weiner. He should finish in dead last place. In that here's primary. the thing: she's just by virtue of her being openly homosexual, mm-hmm. she's more honest. Obviously, yes, absolutely. It's a good point. You know, uh, you know. I mean, I, we don't even need to necessarily have that detail about her personal life. She's no, obviously uh, t- talked to about talked about it openly. Uh, you know, uh, but he's on the other side. He's saying he's doing the opposite. It's as if we found out two weeks before the election that uh, Christine Quinn or whatever her name is is straight, and we're like, wait a minute, why you're hooking up with dudes? <laughs> well, what's wrong with you? You've been lying this entire time. Like, uh, why would you lie about being a lesbian? <laughs> why she's being honest about it? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'll take that any day. And not to mention, I mean, I I can't imagine she has uh, or her life is being lived in 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 the same sort of way as Anthony Weiner. I mean, you know, she probably has a very nice uh, relationship with someone she cares about. I don't know what the hell Anthony Weiner has. You know, Anthony Weiner seems to have this uh, bizarre political only relationship in which he can't for five minutes keep his pants up uh, when he opens up a computer. Well, you know, here's another timeline thing. We find out, by the way, April was the New York Times Magazine interview, which was the big reboot. So now it's April and D- December. We have a four-month period or three-month period because the the interview was done a little bit earlier than that. Uh, about a three-month period in which all this therapy apparently happened. What was the day Anthony Weiner went back on Twitter? I remember that being announced. They're like, oh, Anthony Weiner is back on Twitter. It was a minor story one day. What date was that? 
I'm curious to find that out as well. Was that in the middle of this therapy? Because if you're a person who's that bad online and you're that bad online that recently, you don't get a Twitter account again. Mm-hmm. You have you don't put yourself back in the middle. It's like you pointed out earlier, Pat. You don't go back April to the bars too. as an alcoholic. You don't jump back in that world right. on Twitter where you can. April two. Right. That so was April, April two. two yeah. Before or after that? After right. the after okay. that article. Okay. It's it's like you know, and and I I hesitate to bring this up, but during the during the scandal with the with the Catholic priest, um, my, my thing was uh, people used to call sometimes if we were harsh on them, on the situation and say, well, what about forgiveness? What about a second chance? And I'd say, yes, there is forgiveness. There are second chances. However, once you've forgiven the priest, you don't allow him to go back to the parish and continue to be one. Right. You don't put him back in that situation where he's dealing with young boys or whatever the situation was before and let him potentially do it again or put him in a position that would be, you know, really difficult for him. You say, okay, we forgive you, Mr. Priest. Now go be a grocer or, you know, go work somewhere else doing something else. You don't put him right back in the same situation. Well, that's exactly what Wiener did. He put himself right back in the same situation so obviously, yeah. whatever therapy he had had went right down the tube. Yeah, I mean, everybody has, uh, you know, their weak point. Um, ours it seems like all of ours seems to be food. Um, you know, and Jeffy's add on all substances. Yes, uh, but uh, and everything else, yeah, and everything else. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you do try to keep yourself out of the situations as much as possible. When you, I mean, that's. You know, there become there's mm-hmm. certain things like you know um, I do not feel tempted by crack, uh, not something that I'm uh, particularly tempted by. Uh, I could be in a giant room of crack and not do any crack because crack does not sound good to me. Crack uh, is whack. Crack is whack. It's mm-hmm. as Whitney Houston pointed out before she died um, <laughs> of crack, <laughs> crack, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So crack is whack. So that does not seem, you know. So is you know, can you go into a bar if you're not an alcoholic? Uh, yeah, you probably can. I mean, Pat's never had a drop of alcohol in his entire life. Can Pat Gray go into a bar and have a, you know a burger and fries? And I've and done leave? it quite yes. a few times. Many, many yeah. times you have, and it's not yeah. a problem. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, many, many people can be on the Internet, and, and if you're not addicted to sexting, it's not an issue. Uh, but when you are addicted to sexting, when you are in the middle of it, when your entire life has blown up mm-hmm. because you mm-hmm. sexed people too much, and then you continue to sext people after that, then you put yourself back on the Internet. I mean, it's insanity. And it's- this report is uh, Anthony Weiner being back on Twitter. I mean, we don't know if he ever went away. Actually, well, he could yeah, have when did a Carlos Danger for names? Well, Carlos Danger was probably on Twitter at some point. I'm sure. Right. I'm sure. By the way, he is on Twitter right now, tweeting all sorts of things in a parody account. Uh, by the way, CarlosDanger.com. Go there if you want. Uh, but, what a bizarre world too that he lives in, where he had all of these issues, resigned from Congress as a result, and then starts right back up doing the same thing. How did he believe? And then he he had in the back of his mind because it was talked about before he left Congress, that he was going to run for mayor of New York. He knew he was going to do that. And yet he goes online and starts doing these things again without regard for, you know, forget about his wife. What about your political career? Yeah. How, how do you think you're going to get away with any of this? I mean, Carlos, danger that's going to fool everybody indefinitely? 
Nobody is going to come forward and say, look at this guy doing this again. I don't get that. Yeah. I don't get the mentality he has. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, of course, the left is still making excuses for him. Um, Slate today has a story out uh, saying Anthony, Anthony Weiner's sects aren't depraved. They're boring. And it goes on. This is just the same old stuff. It's no big deal. And goes on to wow. say, uh, down, um, understandably, Twitter is on fire with jokes about Wiener's absurd online alias Carlos Danger. It is, in fact, extremely stupid name, but don't pretend that Wiener wasn't in on the joke. Before Wiener became infamous, he was uh, known for his incisive sense of humor on the talk show circuit. Like, they're wow. excusing right. every aspect of this. It wasn't, they aren't depraved sex messages. It's no big deal. And, uh, you know, he was actually just being funny. He was in on the joke right. on the Carlos Danger thing. Come on. I mean, These leftists have yeah. no no morals. None. None. I mean, they're just amoral people. Uh, to, to excuse this completely is no big deal and just boring. Wow. Yeah. Says a lot about the left. Well, it listen, really does. Some of some of this is is true, and and some of it isn't. And I don't. It's not my place to tell you what is or what isn't. I'm just telling you right now that some of it is. We're moving forward. Is, I'll take responsibility. I'll take responsibility whether it's true sure or will. not. Uh-huh. And let's just move forward. My wife and okay. I are here today for that. But you won't specify which was true and which wasn't. I, I don't want to go into specifics. I'm just saying right, right. some are and some aren't. Okay. I'm just taking responsibility uh-huh. for all of There have been things online that aren't true, and i uh, not going to get into it. Okay. Okay, right. the, moon, the moon landing, in fact, that wasn't true. That's online. <laughs> and 9-11, the official story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that wasn't true. You know? That wasn't true. to the um, Wiener story with running for mayor, all the ramifications of that, his personal life with his wife and and all of that. Uh, There was also the side story of the weird, creepy guy in the background from the cubicle that kept peeking over the cubicle, Mm -hmm. just trying to be a part of the story. And it's gone viral. Wasn't he a part of the story? It looked to me like he was just trying to see what was going on. You think? I, I had the impression that he was doing it on purpose. But maybe not. Yeah, well, maybe not. I, yeah, okay. Well, we have an interview with him. I guess he explains it. But in case you did miss the, uh, uh, well, we have a little montage of his uh, highlights from the Anthony Weiner press conference. Here's Cubicle Guy. with 49 days left until primary day. Um, perhaps I'm surprised in more things than seeing any of these messages and the destruction that this has caused. Weird. 
I mean, is he just trying to see, or does is he? T- I mean, he waved his hand like, "Hi, yeah. I'm on camera." Yeah, you can see. I mean, he looks like he's looking down to check the TV, and then look him popping himself back up. He like looks. It looks like he realizes he's in there. Uh, you yeah. want to hear the interview with yeah. him and see his explanation? Yeah, this let's is do on uh, WCCO yeah. Radio with Cubicle Guy. Well, I got my tape going here. Can I do grab a All quick right. soundbite with the uh, world famous, uh, the trending on Twitter, uh, Cubicle Guy? <laughs> Yeah, a cubicle guy had no idea that he was cubicle guy. A cubicle guy was just there. He was taking notes. He was standing behind Anthony Weiner because that was the only available spot to him. Because cubicle guy was late getting to the news conference, not, as it turned out, as late as Anthony Weiner. But that was the only place I could stand. So uh, I didn't realize that I was becoming famous as I stood there, took notes, and did whatever I was doing. Now, how quickly after it's over do you realize that uh, you're starting to um, kind of make the rounds on Twitter and, and on the web? Yeah, because Adam Carter of WCC was telling me. Otherwise, I would have had no idea. I had a couple of people, uh, past colleagues from Chicago and some guys here in New York, said I'm on Twitter, but I had no idea that, uh, what do you say, that I was going viral on you're, Twitter. You're trending. I'm trending on Twitter. I'm sorry. I got to get the nomen. If I'm going to be on Twitter, I got to get the nomenclature down. That's very good. Um, and, the, uh, you, I just want to confirm too that I didn't see this until the political video. They show you waving, and who uh, you're waving to me? You're there, right? Yep. Nice. Yep. So, waving for what? Way. I feel. I feel very special being connected to Cubicle Guy. Yeah. What's yeah, I, I, I must have gotten like 20 texts while I was standing. Mm-hmm. From people, uh, mostly Chicago and New York people. Huh. Well, thanks for being a good sport. We appreciate it. We like the right. we like the local connection here. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. that takes that sucks all the fun out of Cubicle yeah. Guy right there. <laughs> wow. I, th- I thought he was doing it on purpose. Uh, We talked about some of the big Hollywood disasters of the summer so far the other day. And then I I actually read something yesterday that said that these disasters are due to the fact that there's just too many blockbusters. There's just there's too much money being spent and there's just too many blockbusters out at the same time. Um, If Hollywood wants to continue to delude themselves into thinking (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's the reason uh, they're they're going to go out of business sooner rather than later. The reason is the movies suck, and your left wing agenda is starting to catch up to you, and it's it's killing movies that otherwise would probably be pretty good. I mean, when you make the Lone Ranger an anti gun guy, at least through most of the movie, 
I think you've done yourself somewhat of a disservice and probably uh, wrecked the story for many who go. When you make every terrorist in uh, White House down, the, every terrorist who takes over the White House and, and tries to destroy this nation, when you make them a right-wing kook, when you make them all Republicans, when it happens to be so bizarrely left-wing in its agenda, you're going to turn off a lot of people. I mean, you really can't understand that. And then when you have Will Smith doing movies just so he can put his son in a movie, like After Earth. (laughs) (laughs) Does seem like that was true. Oh, my gosh. What a horrible. I wish you'd go see that just to see how bad it is. Just really. I mean, Will Smith, you expect better, you know? He's he's great. I I've always liked this. Do, do you like Will Smith movies? Yeah, I, mean, I like him, him generally, yeah. and and the likable yeah. guy. Yeah, and he, you know, it's it's Will Smith, and he does a very similar thing in each one of those blockbuster movies. But it's it's pretty good, and you know, he had a long string of success, huge movies in the oh, summer. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, to yeah. me, like I'm not. There's rarely a Will Smith movie that I'm like I have to see that, you know. But they're good usually. They're usually, even after, what was it, After Earth? Uh, even that, I saw the preview of it, and I was like, ah, I mean, it doesn't look great, but it's probably okay. It's a Will Smith movie. Well, that's what I thought. Yeah, until I went. And then you and went. And then I realized, no, that was really, really bad. <laughs> really, really, really quite bad. And I've seen, <clears throat> I've seen most of his, almost probably all of his movies that aren't rated R, you know, and and um, I mean, he played Chris Gardner in that movie. What was it? He was what good. was it called? Uh, yeah. Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah, he was great in that. Uh, even that Robo sort of cop movie that he did. What was um, I Robot? I Robot. I love yeah. that movie. That was great. That's a great movie and one of my son's favorites. Um, really good movie. And uh, you know, I mean, y- you can you can count on at least a popcorn I- enjoyable adventure usually, but. Uh, not so much with this one. And then RIPD with uh, what's-his-face, Jeff Bridges. The guy, I don't know if he's just too old now. And then when he plays a hot chick that people see, and, and the other guy who's a good-looking young guy plays an old Chinese guy. Oh, you I saw that? He, no, I just, well, I saw the I saw the preview. Oh, okay, because I, I, that looks like it might be worth seeing. No, I totally disagree with that. R.I.P.D. Looks, looks horrible. Yeah, it might be fun to see. No. Oh, it's getting absolutely atrocious reviews. It's going to lose in the nine figures. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Nine figures. Well, it maybe is. I'll give them some help. Uh, you know, I mean, I, it's hard to say for sure. Uh, you know, they say that uh, Lone Ranger will lose in the nine yeah. figures. Um, you know, the, the budget for R.I.P.D. was a little smaller, but not that much. And you know, with Jeff Bridges and was it Ryan Reynolds? And yeah. It's not like a, it's not like an automatic hit. Uh, Definitely not. And it seems real. You know, the other thing that was weird is like they're like, "Oh, you, you're going to look different." Like this is, I think, the main joke. You're coming back to Earth, and you're going to do the same things, but you're going to look different. And then they show that Ryan Reynolds, who's this hot, strapping man, has turned into the old guy. Uh, an old Chinese man. Which is supposed to, I guess, be most most of the humor, and then they're like, "Well, what do you look like?" And she's he, Jeff Bridges, is actually a supermodel, and she looks really hot. And they're like, "Oh man, he's he gave himself this great character. Why, as a man, would you want to be walking around as a hot female?" Whole thing doesn't I don't work. Know, Stu, perhaps you could answer that. What, like, <laughs> I am a pretty attractive female, Jeffy. That's a good point. But uh, it would seem like that wouldn't make you necessarily lucky, unless you had uh, certain um, preferences, uh, which may be the case, and certainly 
You know, uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, but, uh, you know, it does seem like a weird as a popcorn film to promote this guy. He's like, yeah, he gets to be the hot chicks. What, so he can get gawked at by every male who walks by? Uh, Kevin what? Bacon is in this movie. Yeah, Kevin Bacon's Mary in Mary Louise in Parker. The, they spent a little cash. Oh, they spent a lot. I think it was, I want to say the budget was $180 million. I mean, it was a lot of money they spent oh, in this. And it's a complete yeah. disaster. It's a big, big budget movie. Nobody wants to see it. No. Nobody wants to see it. And Lone Ranger did all these special things, all these special effects. And apparently their main claim to fame on this was that we're actually going to do these things. None of it is CGI. And so so they did all these things and it cost them a fortune. So I think that's what ballooned the cost up to like $250 million or whatever it turned out to be. And it still sucked. I mean, they forgot that. Oh yeah, that's right. We didn't have a very good story, so I, I I just don't I don't understand after all these years how Hollywood can't you know just play to mainstream America. It's not that hard, and maybe Elysium will do that. But like you said the last time we talked about this, that's just going to be a hate the rich movie because yeah. all the rich people uh, have no disease and they live on Elysium, this planet, and all the poor people. Uh, live on the planet that we've all ruined mm-hmm. and caused global warming on Earth, and so it's going to be rich versus poor, and surely you're going to be the bad guy if you're rich. So, I mean, I, is there one movie that you are really excited to see that you know about coming out soon? Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything. Uh, that I've seen in previews even, that looks really good. I mean, a lot of people are excited about Wolverine, but that's not my type of thing. I, I don't like that. Yeah. Uh, looking, and That's coming out, by the way, this weekend. Let's see. what There's a coming soon list here. We've got the Smurfs 2. You into that? The Smurfs 2? You big Smurfs 2 guy? Uh, no. Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> Surprisingly not. Highlights for July. Uh, According to Keith, Hunger Games 2 coming in November. Okay. Wow. I'm looking at August now. Let's see. That one's... That one, I, I, yeah. I'll, I mean, we'll wind up seeing, I'm sure. Uh, the Hunger Games, I felt the first one was fine. I, well, I didn't it doesn't think it was need a, to, though. Uh, I did, I, well, no, actually, I, I disagree with you a little bit on this because as I was watching one, and I don't know, Pat, I'm, you're com- I'm coming back to me again. I don't know if you can change your headphones situation, um, mm. but uh, they, uh, they, the first one I watched, and I thought, you know, it was fine. But what was Hunger Games one? It was basically okay. Here's what the Hunger Games are, and here's one example of the Hunger Games. Right? That's the whole right. movie. Okay, the hunger. Here's what the Hunger Games are, which we all knew going in what the Hunger Games were right. because the story was widely distributed. And then here's a, a situation where it's going to be difficult for this girl to survive, and of course she does. That's the Hunger Games, and it was fine. It was a good movie. I, I mildly enjoyed it. Um, it kind of seemed more interesting to me though, of like the second one seems to be, and I, I don't know the book series really well, but it seems to be like here's the moment where she leads like a revolution against this evil state. And I, that to me seems like it could get be pretty worthy. interesting. Yeah. I like. I feel like it could actually yeah, right I think pick so up too, a little yeah. steam. I don't know. It could be interesting. Yeah, I agree with that. I I, I think the second one has potential. If they would do it, I hope they to, do it to, right. to be even better. Yeah. yeah. Um, how about two uh, two guns? Which Mark, Mark Wahlberg and Denzel Washington is getting uh, mm, some press. Yes. Does not look the good. Previews doesn't look that great. Doesn't look that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else here. Elysium is coming up. Uh, as you mentioned, Pat, you know, there's a lot of crap here. Well, here's an interesting one. Lovelace. 
1972, before the internet, before the porn mm. explosion, Deep Throat was a phenomenon. How many movies have they made about Deep Throat? I feel like there's been like 50 documentaries about it, and now here's like Seems a movie like it. about it uh, where she's uh, the story of her life, which I think was pretty darn tragic, wasn't it? Yes. Linda Lovelace. Yeah. Didn't she wind up dying in, yeah. in, in car crash? It was in, a car crash? In Colorado, I think. Didn't she die in really? Colorado? I thought it was more like drug overdose, depression, was not happy at the end. No, she wasn't happy at all. I'm surprised that a life of porn didn't lead to incredible joy. Isn't that weird? That <laughs> blows me away. Because huh. it seems like, you know, <laughs> it people... It seems like that would be, you know, a super fulfilling and... Uh, for, and... Most of it, for most of us, it is. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just saying, from the perspective of what are you doing for your career, you're making love, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so right. what is right. more enjoyable of a pastime than love, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you'd think it would be such a mm-hmm. rewarding culture, and oh, yet yeah. it seems over and over again it is not. So shocking. Shocking. Yeah. It, it is stunning. <laughs> the way to put it. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you think of anything that would lead to more misery than that? I mean, maybe a life of murdering people. But Hitman, <laughs> I think Hitman is more rewarding than porn. <laughs> yeah, probably it is. Probably financially and otherwise. If yeah, you're only killing up, bad people, it said, yeah. It said in her uh, story here, though, that she later, and I had forgotten this, she later denounced all the porn stuff and was anti-pornography. Yeah, okay, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's happened with a lot of uh, a lot of the porn stars. That's get a shame eventually. when they go bad like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there you go. Um, and, 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 and there's a lot of people. Who was the other one? Uh, she, she was an actress, uh, Rebecca... Uh, Re- uh, she was in like I feel like she was in like a Tom Cruise movie at some point. I don't know. Demorne. Yes, yeah, yes. DeMornay, Rebecca. Yeah. De- oh, nice pickup, Pat. Uh, mm-hmm. Rebecca Demorne, who I think it was her who was in porn initially. Gosh, you know maybe what? I'm saying the wrong person. No, here. I don't. I don't Am think I Rebecca Demorne. I don't think she did okay. porn. She so, was in risky was? business and you Tracy know, pretty... Lords. That's who I'm thinking of. Thank oh, you, I Tracy, Tracy Lords. Tracy I got them confused. Big Tracy difference really between she, Rebecca DeMornay. Looks... Sorry, Rebecca, if you're watching, I, it's my <laughs> fault. I didn't. Yeah, she is pissed at you right now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, but Tracy Lords, I think, is the person. She I'm thinking lied of about her age because she lied about her age. Yeah. She was underage yeah. doing porn, and it was like 16 and 17 yeah. years old doing it. Uh, and lied about her age, and then they only discovered that later on after they'd sold, you know, God only knows how many copies of these movies. Uh, and, you know, she now kind of talks about it as she was, you know, certainly victimized by this inju- uh, industry. Um, I'm sorry, when you're 16 or 17 years old, you are still victimized, I would say, by the industry. Uh, you know, there's a guy who, I, you know, I can't remember who it was, Some one of the National Review uh, writers who wrote an article a few months ago after, remember the Miss Delaware story? Uh, where she was like Miss Teen Delaware or something, and she did some adult uh, film. And then she, be- after she was Miss Teen Delaware, they realized they had Miss Teen Delaware on film at 18 years old doing a porn, and then they released it, and she lost her crown or whatever. It was yeah, a few months ago. And the guy wrote a pretty convincing article, I will say, uh, in National Review is, like, we... Like everyone's all right. We have we have got the porn right. You got the porn. Porn's there. No one's fighting against the porn per se. Uh, you know, as far as it, making it illegal, some are, but it's it, most people are not fighting that fight at this point. Uh, but the same way that no one's fighting the prohibition fight anymore. Twenty one years old is kind of the age that we handle with alcohol. It is a little odd that the age for porn would be eighteen and the age for alcohol would be twenty one. Like, there's a pretty reasonable argument 
to say that maybe at 18 years old, you haven't had enough life experience to make the decision of whether your sexual exploit should be on film till the end of time. Uh, it was a pretty reasonable argument. It seems uh, reasonable to me. Yeah. It does seem a little reasonable yeah. when you think about it. Because yeah, I mean, too bad mm-hmm. we just can't get to that. <laughs> too bad Jeffy. we just can't get to that law to change it. <laughs> Jeffy's giving That's up. That's a shame. You can't get no, like you can't. Is it too high on the shelf? Know, you can't I, reach I want it. To, no, we can't. You can't. Yeah. Jeffy it's can't reach the law. Sorry, unfortunately, Pat. Uh, but it is an interesting <laughs> argument. It is. I a never want to hear. You guys are too mean to Jeffy again. I never want to hear that again. Listen to this guy. Okay? Listen to Listen, him. He's horrible. He's a horrible person. Before we go on, still, okay. one, yeah. more, one more fact before you give the numbers and we go to break. I'm mm-hmm. watching this Prohibition documentary, and which I, I know this is a sexy topic. But at one point, they say they started changing the laws in America, and then people were worried more about morals and blah, blah, blah. And this is an, a story about America. And they said they raised the age of consent to 16 from 10. Oh, yeah, well. In the United States of America. Did anybody know wow. that that was accurate? At some point in the United States of America, the age of consent was 10? Well, like, what year? It had to be the 1800s. Yeah. Now, now to wow. get, to be a little fair here to our, you know, times were, your, your times were different. And also different. the the uh, the life expectancy was 33. Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, I mean, it is a little bit different. But, man, who knew that that happened in this country? <laughs> I mean, I, culture was weird back in the day. That's There's amazing. no doubt about it. I mean, we had slaves, so I mean, we were not making good decisions at this time. I just thought I'd point it out. <laughs> a good point. Pretty yeah. good point. Triple eight seven two seven back. Seven back uh, in New York today, but uh, Stu and Jeffy back in Dallas. Now, last night we were in uh, Washington D.C. for the Kufi event. They it was their annual fundraiser, uh, Christians United for Israel, and uh, Glenn gave the keynote speech, and it was it was a great speech. And so we thought we would, uh, if you didn't get a chance to see it last night, I think we did stream it on the Blaze or GlennBeck.com somewhere. It was streamed because I heard about people watching it who weren't actually in the building so if you didn't get a chance to here's a little piece of the speech from last night well hello miracles do happen pastor Hagee got me to come back to washington dc which i said the uh, last time i was here i really don't like las vegas But I like Las Vegas a lot more than Washington, D.C. At least in Vegas, they admit they're all hookers and crooks. (laughs) So. (laughs) I'm proud to be here. I'm humbled to be here. I, uh, I usually take about five minutes to write a speech. This one has been weighing on me for quite some time. And I have prayed a great deal on what to say. When I met with you two years ago, the world was beginning to come undone. The world is truly spinning out of control now. 
And I think to myself, what can I possibly tell you that hasn't already been said? How can I possibly say anything to you that would add? What could I possibly say that could save Israel? Egypt is literally on fire. Syria is on fire. Iran is threatening to make fire. The world is at a crossroads that we haven't seen in a long, long time. How can I possibly come to you and give you any advice, anything at all, worth anything, when in Egypt they're currently beheading Christians? How can I talk to Christians and say, help the Jews? When Christians can't help Christians in the Middle East. No one can help anyone in the Middle East, it seems. But there is an answer. There is an answer. The Christians in the Middle East and the Jews in the Middle East are standing because they have a power unlike any other power on the face of the earth. They have the power of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Our government is on the wrong side. And I never thought I would say those words and mean them as deeply as I do. But our government is on the wrong side. And we are entering terrible, terrible days if we don't wake up and turn around. I've been reading, and I apologize, my apologies to all the rabbis and the pastors that are here, but if I may do a horrible job in interpreting the scriptures as they have been given to me in prayer. What time is it? And where are we as a people? Jeremiah writes, and he wrote this for Israel, but I think it stands for us just the same. And I brought you into a plentiful country. Are you laughing? The fruit thereof and the goodness thereof. And you entered and you defiled my land. And you made my heritage an abomination. The priest didn't say, where is the Lord? And those that handle the law, Don't. they knew me not. Mm -hmm. And the pastors transgressed against me. And the prophets prophesied by Baal. But you will... You will stand there and I will plead. The Lord says, I will plead. I will plead with you and I will plead with your children's children. Has a nation changed their gods which are not gods? Be astonished, O ye heavens, at this and be horribly, horribly afraid.
He goes on to talk about how we are not even ashamed anymore. Is there no shame in our country? He describes it as having a, a whore's forehead. I describe it as Elliot Spitzer running in New York City. Mm. And Wiener running again. Have we no shame? Is there no shame anymore? We say to a stock, you're my dad. To a stone, you brought me forth. And they have turned their back unto me and their face. But in the time of trouble, God says, in the time of trouble, you will rise up again and you will say, save us. And that's when God says, oh, really? Where are your gods? Where's the stone? Where are the things that you worship that you now say are gods? Let them save you. Clearly a really uh, spiritual speech last night at Kufi yeah. uh, from Glenn. 888 beck 888-727-BECK. Do we have the whole thing posted online? I would imagine. I'm, I'm assuming somewhere on on the blaze on glennbeck.com. Yeah, glennbeck.com, yeah. Probably find it there. Uh, but he also went on to uh, uh, make a donation of $100,000 to Kufi, which is you know, pretty substantial. <laughs> pretty. Yeah. Yeah, he 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 talked about um, last year. He and Tanya agreed to give ten thousand, and they wrote out a check for ten thousand. He said, "But we need to do ten times better." And he uh, he was prepared to give fifty, and then he decided to to multiply it by a factor of ten, and so he gave a hundred. Wow, yeah. um, I don't know if the people at Kufi even like his speeches. They're probably just like, "Hey, he's going to write another one of those checks. Let's bring him in." <laughs> that's what I would do. I'd be like, ah, every time he shows up, he writes a gigantic check. Keep inviting him back. Next year, what is it? We're up to a million next year. Uh, Ten million the year after. Keep this churning, baby. Triple eight seven two seven back. So I'm uh, filling in for Glenn Beck yesterday on the uh, television show, if you might have watched yesterday at 5. And uh, we're playing uh, clips of Barack Obama. And he's talking about the wonderful changes that are coming from health care. In fact, he guaranteed, guaranteed to your face that he would make sure you'd never lose the doctor that you love. That's never going to happen. I guarantee it. And as I'm watching the clip, I look over in the corner, and where are they standing? A giant sign on the podium says AARP. Hmm. Shocking. The AARP phenomenon was very, very significant in the, fact, in the passing of Obamacare. It's one of the main reasons. I mean, people don't realize this. There's a, they're a big liberal lobbying group. And there they are on the face of uh, the Obama speech when he's lying to the American people to get this thing passed. Now we're here, and now the website says, I believe it's, uh, if you choose the right program, you may be able to keep your doctor. What a guarantee it is. Luckily, you have another choice, not just AARP. You have the Association of Mature American Citizens, or AMAC. They are the conservative alternative to the AARP, and they believe in faith, family, freedom, 
a strong Second Amendment, low taxes, free enterprise, and health care that you control. Not health care given to you by some massive government that they're going to lie to you about over and over and over again just to get it passed because they know they can just get it passed. Later on, you're going to find out what's in it. With AMAC, you're going to receive great benefits. You can get all the benefits you get with AARP, but you can make sure that they're not going to be spending your cash on stuff that you have been fighting against your whole life. Research your options. Look into a group that will represent your American values. It's AMAC. Join an organization that's not only better for you, but better for America. Go to AmericaIsRising.com. That's AmericaIsRising.com. Or call them at 888-262-2006. That's AmericaIsRising.com or 888-262-2006. Hi, I'm Anthony Weiner. This was my neighborhood growing up. A middle-class kid in Brooklyn. I thought we had it all. I went to PS69. My mom was a school teacher for 31 years. And we played stickball late into the night, every night, right here in this park. This is the classic New York story. You work really hard. You make it into the middle class, and you make life slightly, almost not even noticeably better for your children. And you're always there to lend a fellow New Yorker a helping hand. How's it going, buddy? That's how this city was built. It's about parents and children. It's about grandparents and grandchildren. I'm Anthony Weiner, and no, I'm not perfect. I sure hope you can forgive the mistakes I've made in the past. And that mistake I just made. And the mistake I have planned for next Thursday at field hockey practice at PS69, the school I grew up going to, right here in Brooklyn. Don't worry, kids, I'll get it. That it really was. Yep. Mm. So there you go, uh, Anthony Weiner. <laughs> so great, no, so disturbing. Uh, so did, uh, obviously, Weiner came out with his. I was going to say Weiner came out with his thing. That's not a good way to. <laughs> no, that's, that's well to, put. Yeah, that's <laughs> well put. Weiner did come out with his thing. He came out with repeatedly his yesterday, over and over repeatedly. again, repeatedly to a lot of different women all around America. Yep. yep. Uh, we thought though it would be worth to go back. You know, look, people. There, you know. We're not going to be talking about Anthony Weiner for the rest of our lives. Uh, the scandal happened really yesterday, so we're, we're spending a day on it. But yeah, I'm sure tomorrow will be, you know, 90 percent off of it. Uh, it's just such an amazing, uh, yeah, maybe 50 percent off of it. Uh, it's just such an amazing story. How much big of a dirtbag this is! And remember, this is this is not a guy who's just nobody. He's the current front runner to run our largest city. Uh, so we decided to go back and remind you. All of the lies he came up with last time. This is a montage of all of his denials last time and, of course, ending with our absolute favorite one. I'm going to have to ask that we follow some rules here. And one of them is going to be you ask questions, I do the answers. That seem reasonable? I'd love to get an answer. That, that, that would be reasonable, but right? You do the questions. That would be reasonable. You do the questions. I do the answers, and this jackass interrupts me. How about that as the, as the new rule of the game? Did you send that picture to that college student in Washington State? I did not. We don't know exactly what happened here. 
It was a prank. Well, let's remember this Twitter picture in question is a hack or a prank that someone posted on my Twitter page. This is a Twitter hoax, a prank that was done. I'm the victim of it. This poor girl is the victim of it. I, I, I don't, I can't say for sure. I don't want to say uh, with, with certitude. I'm not trying to be evasive. I just don't know. It certainly doesn't look familiar to me. But I don't want to say with certitude to you something that I don't know to be the certain truth. But I do know some certain truths here. I didn't send any uh, Twitter picture. The implication here is that somehow I did something wrong to someone else. I was the victim of a prank. Okay. I was the victim of a prank here. And the fact of the matter is that that's the bottom line here. The idea that we've entered this Alice in Wonderland world that after I get, that I become the victim of a prank, people who follow me and support me should be harassed and we should have four days of reporting about the prank. I'm not sure that, that there's anything, anything more here than just a little bit of, 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 of silliness and I'm going to try to brush it off my shoulder. What I will say is this, is that I know for a fact that my account was hacked. hacked. So, so therefore, I mean, it's hacked into, the account was hacked. According well, to someone tweeted something saying there were me that wasn't me. You can choose whatever word you like, but I, I call hacked or pranked or whatever you want to call it. This is a fairly important issue, let's face it. Whether someone posted a picture on Wiener's face, Twitter page is a fairly important issue. I think it's very important. I think it's one we really need to get the bottom of. It's much more important than a lot of the other issues work on. It's definitely a four or five day story, don't you agree? The simple fact here is that what this appears to be is probably what it is. Someone making fun of my name, someone trying to cause trouble for me, maybe poke fun at me. You know, when your name is Wiener and someone posts a picture like that, the most obvious conclusion is that someone was pr pranking me and punking me, and I, I get that. To be clear, the picture was of me, and I sent it. <laughs> I have said that other texts and photos were likely to come out, and today they have. Some of these things happened before my resignation. Some of them happened after. Yeah. Whether the photograph is me, well, yeah. am I allowed to say I wish? <laughs> I don't Wow. Uh, and look at Rachel wow. just, just cheering oh, along. Eating it up. Aww, eating it up. That's adorable, Anthony. You're talking about um, the giant Johnson. <laughs> am, I, uh, am I allowed to say I wish oh. that, that Carlos Danger had such a man unit like that? <laughs> am I allowed? Oh, so good. <laughs> that's amazing stuff. What a bad guy. Seriously. Oh, no kidding. The emphatic denials that, that he says, and he speaks so so emphatically, that you tend to think, well, he can't be lying because it's just too... Because if he's t if he's lying, this is going to look so bad for him. So maybe it is the truth. Yeah, that was, you know? his, that was his strategy. Yep. Yeah. Make, make the lies so impossible to get out of and so yeah. embarrassing if it was ever uncovered that no one would believe you'd be that bad of a guy. No one would believe you'd embarrass yourself that much. So maybe they'll believe that you're telling the truth. That but is these really guys, where I went to, yeah. They don't care. They don't care about their lies. I, I, Obama's on, on um, CNBC right now, and the, I guess they're the only ones covering this, doing some health care speech. Uh, and, you know, because we've, we've refocused, we've pivoted back to the economy for the 19th time. Mm -hmm. So as part of that now, he's pushing health care again because he knows these senators are trying to block the continuing resolution and we're, we're trying to stop this thing. So he just, you talk about lying and lying with certitude and lying with uh, some sort of conviction that makes people believe you. He just said moments ago that his new health care, uh, that Obamacare is now driving costs down. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The exact opposite of the truth. Yeah. When health care has gone up 
25% in every year since it was it began to be implemented. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, it is amazing. He certainly does not care. No. Yeah, he does not care. I know what Carney was touting the same thing the other day. Uh, this is one of their new talking points. Um, what was the Carney thing? He was saying it was something in the New York Times pointed that out. We'll have to go find that article to see, you know, because we always find out there's some way they're justifying it as being accurate. Uh, but usually it's a complete spin of the truth. Um, remember, he was is gone up by record amounts since he's put in. Uh, I think is it twenty five percent as you said twenty five percent since they passed it or whatever. I think it's I think been it's twenty five percent per year. I yeah, think, I, I don't know if it's, it's something. It might not be that bad, yeah. but it's, it is. No, maybe it is since it was passed. Since it it's I thought it was like eight yeah. or nine percent per year, which is it might again be. his whole point was we're going to bend the cost curve. Remember that one, bending yep. the cost curve. <laughs> yeah, you're bending it. Which way are you bending it? <laughs> Uh, and uh, so, I mean, yeah, he, this is one of their new talking points, which is just as absurd as the last 50,000 talking points that you like the one I pointed out in that AMAC commercial. Oh, I guarantee you're going to be able to keep your doctor. I guarantee it in front of the AARP banner. And uh, what happened with that? They passed it. And of course, now they're admitting you're probably not going to be able to keep your doctor. Not only you may be able to keep it if you choose the exact plan out of this series of options. That's correct. Yeah, what happened to guarantee? Yeah, what happened I, to that? Uh, you didn't say anything about. You're not saying anything about that now. In fact, everybody's losing their doctors. Yeah, everybody's. The latest estimate I saw, and it's probably far higher than this, was from the CBO, and it was seven million people are going to lose the, their doctors. Yeah, seven and million. The, and the CBO is always restrained, by the way, uh, as, to the point of they have to they have to believe what you're telling them. So, like, if I, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, if I tell Jeffy, hey, Jeffy, uh, you know, what's my budget look like? I, I'm making a million dollars this year and I'm going to spend 500000 And he has to go and he has to take my numbers as if they're true and, and, and go from there. Where I could also tell him I'm making $25 million and I'm spending 300000 And then I could tell him I'm making 14000 and I'm spending 900000 And he has to believe all of my estimates. He has to believe the things that I'm telling him. When, of course, the the truth is not any of those. So it's like that's an issue with uh, with uh, the CBO. And it's why the CBO consistently comes out with with uh, measurements that are optimistic for the government proposal, because the government is the one giving them the numbers to plug into their little uh, computer models. So that's what happens with that uh, all the time. You just can't trust the government. And, and Anthony Weiner, I think, is key. I think he's the king whoa, of this. Whoa, 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 whoa. You can't trust the government? What? Where well, are you getting that? Where is that NSA, from? that was Stu. <laughs> that was Stu speaking. Well, whoa. I mean, I'm just, I'm in the Carlos Danger motif here. And <laughs> for some reason, it doesn't seem that trustworthy today. Uh, and by the way, we did, we did point out earlier in the program, carlosdanger.com, purchased by the BS of A. Uh, the, the quick hands of Brian and uh, Jack over there, they, uh, they were able to get uh, the uh, carlosdanger.com. And again, quick hands, another thing, I, you just can't talk about anything with Anthony Weiner. Um, but uh, there's a bit, if you go to carlosdanger.com, uh, feel free to do so. Uh, one of the things, at least yesterday, they were leading it with was one of their bits about Anthony Weiner. It's very funny. I did not. I was not aware there's another guy running, and this is one of those guys who's who's just pledging to tell the truth in the New York mayor, uh, mayoral race uh, and in other uh, races because you got Elliot Spitzer running in New York, you got uh, you got Anthony Weiner, and I guess there's another guy running as well. 
Elliot Spitzer and Anthony Weiner had their indiscretions. Now, they want the city of New York to know they're sorry. But New Yorkers can do better. Aren't you sick of all the apologies? My name's Duncan Schoenow, and I'm running for public advocate for New York City. I promise good governance and zero apologies for being sleazy. Because I'm not sorry. Go f*** yourself. Duncan Schoenhauer is the only politician who refuses to hide how much of a dirtbag he is. You'll never see me drag my sad wife up to a podium to apologize for whoring. Why? Because I love whores. Plus, she's been missing for a few months. Am I the prime suspect? Yes, and rightly so. Let Duncan Schoenhauer use his sleaziness to confront all the biggest issues facing New York. I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. And guess what? All those guys are me. I once did gay porn, because there's no money in straight porn for dudes. I smuggle knockoff iPads and Chinese people. So I know a thing or two about money stuff. I'm high right now. So vote Duncan Schoenhauer for public advocate. Low standards and self-hatred have been the hallmarks of New York politics for decades. You get what you deserve, New York. Hey! Lighten up, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Again, he preached just as entertaining as, uh, as Anthony Weiner would be as mayor. So um, yeah. I'm all in for Duncan yeah. there. Well, you know what you're getting. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know. You know what you're getting. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. So before we get to uh, a couple of other things, uh, we're never going to get to all this. How much time do we have? Can you give me an estimate of how much time we have right now? I know it's not that much. What is it? Six minutes? Okay. Quickly. The article that he's talking about, uh, you know, the rates are falling uh, in. uh, This is what he's talking about. New York, New York State has announced Governor Cuomo has made an announcement that rates will fall for certain plans in New York. Now. The qualifiers on that. First of all, it's just an announcement from the governor. Okay. Second of all, it affects 17,000 people in New York or 0.7% of the people. He's talking about 0.7%. That's their big announcement. In addition to that, these aren't the same plans. They're entirely new plans. So you can't compare them to the old prices because the new plans are completely different from the old plans. That's just the beginning off the first page of uh, more than one that has not all of that, all that information, by the way, buried late on uh, in the article, of course, from the New York Times. Thank you for that. And not a word yet of any disagreement to it. But that is where they're getting that from. And it's, uh, uh, as you can see, a large um Load of horse crap. Let me do, um, if we could, real quick, let me do, um, uh, let's go to MSNBC. This is interesting. I saw this. uh, They were very upset about Matt Drudge, who posted the president in a hoodie. Very disrespectful. Watch MSNBC. Very disrespectful. Matt Drudge had a, a 
tasteless photo of the president <laughs> in a hoodie right. a la Trayvon Martin. Han John Sean Hannity had much to say about the president's uh, drug use as a, a right. young man, which was not exactly, um, I think, fitting the tenor of the moment. Um, but what? to Luke's point, I mean, is this something where optics alone will dictate that the Republican Party does something on this, even if there are not statements being released? All right, so there they are. They obviously hate when you mock up people in hoodies. It's disrespectful. Would you agree, Pat? That's what That was the summary yep. mm, uh, yeah. of that analysis. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Oh, here's another segment from the exact same network. That went viral, as I'm sure you saw, Mark, was a picture, a sketch of Martin Luther King Jr. with a hoodie on. Absolutely. And I appreciated that sketch because of what, what it reminded of, us of is this idea that anyone could be Trayvon. Talk mm -hmm. to us about right, the right, symbol of the hoodie. Right. We saw initially, long before this case was resolved, uh, the notion that, that this young person wearing a hoodie was indicia of suspicion <laughs> or was simply an outfit choice fashion, a sartorial decision that has no greater consequence. Talk to us about how contested the notion of the hoodie has been and whether historically you think this is something that will stay with us. Mm, it's a powerful mm. symbol, Pat. Mm -hmm. The hoodie on Martin Luther King. Wow, I'm really mm -hmm. glad they did that. I mean, the fact mm -hmm. that Drudge would put the president in a hoodie is tasteless. But, so wrong. Uh, the, so wrong. Yeah, but this network has the exact opposite opinion as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> interesting. And by the way, we should also point out that that hoodie uh, was about four to five, six inches away from his body because he was on top beating his head into the ground. See, so yeah, right. the body, right. it was leaning forward, and then when he was shot, it was four to six inches away um, because he was that. leaning forward. If you would, uh, don't talk about that. Please. No, I just wanted no. to point out to the people so they understand it. He was on top beating his no. head into the ground and punching no. him in the nose over and over again. We don't talk about that part. Right? Is that a powerful symbol, though? Is it because the, the hoodie was away from the body, that, and that's what all yeah. the uh, the people who would not analyze well, the uh, the more case. the more powerful symbol would be the fist of uh, Trayvon Martin, um, which was beating his his face into the uh, well, beating into his face, and then his back of his head mm -hmm. was slamming into the pavement. Mm. So yeah, that's a powerful symbol as well, and then that's why he was shot. There you not because, not yeah. because he was black, <laughs> yeah, um, or be or that he was wearing a hoodie mm -hmm. that had nothing to do with it either. Well, but I mean, so. you're ignoring the evidence uh, of uh, George Zimmerman, who oh. knew mm -hmm. he was going to go shoot an innocent uh, black man at some point in his life. So he intentionally went and mentored black children, knowing that that would <laughs> improve his case later on. You know, what if I go and, and right now and I will just mentor black children in need and then yeah. I will go to the police department in Sanford and I will argue mm -hmm. against their beating of a black homeless man. And I will uh, viscerally yeah. argue and write letters about that because I'm so outraged about it. Therefore, years later, I'm going to be able to kill a black guy and no one's going to see it coming. They're not <laughs> even going to see still, the racism. How about the diabolical? behavior of saving people who just were in a car crash mm -hmm. and pulling them out of a burning truck the other day <laughs> yeah, yeah. after the fact. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's Such no end setup. to this guy's I, well, evil. I noticed you left out quite a key detail there, didn't he, Jeff? Yes, he, he did. did. <laughs> yes, Zimmerman uh, rescued people, but those people in the truck were white. Uh, of course. That was a legitimate right. story. TMZ actually reported. The people in the in the truck he saved were white. They actually <laughs> reported that. 
So that disqualified the action completely? Yeah, well, he's only That's saving white people. If you believe the action actually happened. Right. You but, know what we should do? What? what we should do research on? What? How many black people have died in Florida since the trial as a result of Zimmerman's non-action not helping them? them. <laughs> yes! Yeah! Oh, my gosh. Great yeah. We're going to look into that. We're going to get the We're going to look yeah. into that and get those stats. We'll have them for you tomorrow. Yeah.